We here are all such innovative people. So I am telling you, if you want to change the world, you're at Georgia Tech. You can do that. If you want to build the Iron Man suit, you're at Georgia Tech. You can do that. If you want to play theme music during your convocation speech like a badass, we're at Georgia Tech. We can do that. I am doing that. And we are doing this. This is the podcast known as What's the Good Word? The podcast about Georgia Tech athletics by Georgia Tech alum and fans for Georgia Tech alum and fans. My name is Stephen. I am the alum. His name is Joshua. He is the fan. Joshua, what's the good word? To hell with Georgia. Don't even have to think about it. It's like a reaction. You know, one of these shows, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for you to just say to hell with Georgia and then that's it Never. You know, for, for effect. I, I always have to add stuff. It's it's kind of shocking. Like, it's it's what I'm attempting to make my gimmick. The word of the day is loquacious, and both you and I are guilty of that. Welcome to episode number 28 of What's the Good Word? 28. It is the 1928 Georgia Tech Golden Tornado football team episode. Because in 1928, speaking of 28, their quarterback, Izzy Shulman, wore number 28. Not only that, that 28 Georgia Tech team, no, I wasn't alive. But they went 10-0. They outscored their opponents for the season 213-40. to Joshua, they played 10 games and gave up 40 points. They went 10-0. Yeah. They won... They want to get the one of those defenders. Get him be the defensive coordinator for Tech because they knew they know something. So we're gonna we're gonna consult a medium and try and get him to come back, yes. bring yes. back the old uh, jump wing, jump shift offensive scheme. And so anyway, uh, that team was coached by William Alexander. It was his ninth season. They went ten and 7 and zero in the Southern Conference. They won the Rose Bowl and they were declared by most pundits the national champions. So for the 28th episode, we salute the 1928 Golden Tornadoes. One other quick note before we get into actual Georgia Tech athletic notes. We want to shout out, because this episode is coming out right during the first week of Major League Baseball spring training. Joshua and I follow that almost as religiously as we follow Georgia Tech athletics. And our hometown team, the Atlanta Braves, had their first spring training game. And Joshua, there was a tech face out at second base was to start the first game. Luke Waddell, um, former draft pick of the Atlanta Braves, drafted about two years ago. Fifth round fifth pick round, in 2021. Um, right before another tech guy was taken by the Atlanta Braves, Justin Henry Malloy who is currently now in the Tigers organization. That's the one trade so far in Alex Anthopoulos' tenure that I cannot get behind because I was a huge JHM fan. But, yes, Luke Waddell starting at second has actually turned himself into something of a potential major leaguer over in Atlanta. He's probably not going to be a star. A lot of the scouts seem to think if everything goes right, he can be a, a good utility player for a team. And uh, Ozzie Albies coming back from orthoscopic surgery did not play in the field in that game. So they let Luke Waddell have the start. Ozzie was the DH for the to start the game. So well done, Mr. Waddell. He's also gotten in at least one other game, gotten a hit or two already this spring. So we'll be around. 
Maybe he'll play at Gwinnett this year. Don't know. Maybe in double A. So good luck, Luke Waddell and all the Braves. All right. We are starting the show with finally some good news around Georgia Tech athletics and specifically the basketball team. Joshua, take it away. Say what you will. Josh Pastner hasn't lost this locker room. Um, You've said it multiple times. Typically, Josh Pastner's teams get better as the year goes on. And I don't know if I I remember a year where it was as stark as the turnaround has been this season. Well, the reason you haven't remembered that is because this is the first time since the early 80s they lost nine straight ACC games. So they went through a desert that they haven't gone through since I was very, very little and before Mark Price got on campus. Very, very true. So first game we're going to talk about is their final home game of the regular season. They played that on Saturday against Louisville. If you'll remember the last time Georgia Tech played Louisville, they lost in Louisville. And I came on the show and advocated for Josh Pastner to get fired. I do believe I'm softening on that stance just a little bit. We'll see. You'll see why a little bit later. But um, it was senior night for the Jackets, and they honored the two sen- two seniors, Coleman Boyd and Javon Franklin. I know I've said on the show multiple times that there are a couple other people that are seniors. Um, I do believe now that I've kind of looked at it, done even more digging. I think Kyle Sturdivant and Rodney Howard have COVID years that they could um, use and take another year of college. I don't know. We'll figure out what happens when the reporting comes in. Either way, uh, they made good on the fact that it was senior night. They won 83 to 67 against the Louisville Cardinals led by our favorite player, Javon Franklin, who put up a cool 21 points, 13 rebounds, three steals and two assists on seven of 11 shooting and seven of 10 from the uh, free throw line. Uh, Other major contributors. We had miles Kelly with 19 points on six of 11 shooting five of 10 from three. So he is striping it from deep. Currently also had two other guys in double figures. Lance Terry had 17. Kyle Sturdivant had 11 also had 10 assists. So we had a double double. Haven't seen that in a while. Jalen Moore got in off the bench. Uh, Josh Pastner, once again, sticking with that six-man rotation we've been talking about. No Davon on the bench deciding, I really only trust Jalen right now. Just going to roll with the six. So uh, they, uh, yeah, uh, Lance Terry, 40 minutes, Sturdivant, 39, uh, Franklin, 39, Miles Kelly, 38. Coleman was the main one subbed out. Uh, for more I think he was trying to get a little more size uh, in the lineup go big Uh, and they shot 48 percent from the field 41 percent from three only committed 10 turnovers had 17 assists on 27 made buckets seven steals in the game so they and they won by 16 points so that was something we're not used to. They score 83 and they won by 16. You can say what you want. Louisville's at the bottom of the ACC. We're not now. And they won a good game and it didn't stop there, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. So you said they scored 83 and won by 16. Well, guess what? They won up themselves. We're recording this Tuesday night. So this just happened about five minutes ago. But Georgia Tech went into the Carrier Dome against Syracuse for their second to last game of the regular season and put the hurting on the orange. 96 points, 196 to 76, a 20 point win on the road. There are so many different people that we can talk about in this game. Um, Not really. There's only there's only five or six. 
Yeah, there's only six. Jalen Moore and Jalen Moore didn't even he only really played four minutes. Josh Passner had a lineup that was working. He said, I will not touch this. And they didn't give him a reason to touch it. So you, let's start off. Miles Kelly, 30 points, 10 of 19 shooting, career high, both in um points per points in a game and threes made in a game. Had a, such such a great game. Lance Terry had 24 points, four rebounds, three assists on eight of 13 shooting. You had 20 points from Kyle Sturdivant, who was also seven of nine from the floor, four of four from the line. But once again, our favorite player, what does he do? He just goes out there and puts up a triple double. That's right. Javon Franklin, the center, 14 points, 15 rebounds, 10 assists, two blocks, three steals, seven of nine shooting. Folks, I don't know what else to say about him. He's incredible. They, uh, and by the way, Lance Terry and Miles Kelly both, uh, or Lance Terry was seven of ten from three. Miles Kelly was seven of fourteen. So, yeah. I mean, they they uh, Syracuse plays zone. They they went to man to man with like ten minutes left because they were playing so bad out of the zone. Tech, you know, very few bad possessions. Good ball movement. They had a plan and they executed some uh working to the corner and and or down to franklin on the low block and then franklin was going up some but he also was finding the open guy for the three and listen they took uh 40 43 point buckets and made 18 which is a school record 17 had been the previous record and they hit 18 uh threes as as a record and like you said scored 96 Points, 52% from the field overall, 45% from three. Joshua. It's a game. It's a game. It, well, and so let's, I mean, they let's talk about. They would have put up 100 if Debo Coleman had his shot going. So at the, uh, so in the last eight games, eight games ago, they went with this lineup. You know, these five. And then Jalen and and Davon at the time, eight games ago, were the two bench guys. Davon's been hurt, and so he hasn't even barely brought in a seventh guy. It's just been Jalen off the bench. Yeah. So in that in those eight games, they are five and three. I don't want to say I told you so, but I was campaigning for this lineup at the beginning of ACC play. Um. <laughs> Listen, a lot of it is, I think a lot of people are kind of hot at the right time. Uh, Miles Kelly is really starting to put some things together. He's had back-to-back to, like, back great scoring games. Um, and, you know, Lance Terry is, has started to kind of find his groove. If this team would be even better, like I said, if Debo Coleman has kind of lost his his stroke. But Debo's doing a whole lot of other things. I've seen him. He's sliding his feet on defense. He's, he's taking shots. He drew an offensive foul in this Syracuse game that was pretty big. Debo's a glue guy. Debo yeah. is is Khalid, you know, is Khalid from last year. He's doing all the dirty work. He's he's guarding a four most of the time, or yeah, true, or true. a big three. So he he's playing a lot of uh, of defense. He's bringing the ball up the court. He did that a bunch tonight. Mm-hmm. So impressive, Kyle. Because Kyle was on fire. And and he's I you know now he's he I would love to see him shoot better and he's had some games where he shot better but Debo is one of those guys where if he's not shooting well I think Lance Terry's this way too he finds other things he can do yeah and and he plays big so I, I'm not 
you know, I'm not. No, that's why I made sure to bring it up. He's not shooting well, but everything else. I mean, he's a connector. Um, what was it in this game? We, you know, we can talk about the bad shooting performance, but he also had eight assists. So he's still finding a way to be effective. And then right. Kyle Sturdivant has had a, one of his best, probably his best stretch of basketball at Georgia Tech. So what's different apart from the lineup? What else are you seeing? It's a make or miss league and we're making shots <laughs> and basketball will always be about whoever, whoever hits the most shots typically scores the most points. And so they typically win the game. Um, no matter how well you're playing on defense, if your offense can't score, then there's, it's going to be very, very hard to win games. And so the biggest difference between the beginning of the season and this season, very simply, I, the tech is more of their shots are going in. There's a part of it that they're getting better shots. There were a lot of shots against Syracuse that were just wide open, a whole lot of plays that left Syracuse confused. But on top of that, I mean, it helps to have Javon giving you a couple extra possessions every game. Um, they're just, I think that this lineup's just kind of working. I think not having Rodney on the floor at yep. all is also helping yep. because Rodney is a black hole on offense. So you're more or less playing four on five. Well, black hole is usually, they, in fact, tonight's broadcast, Mike Jaminski talked about how he was a black hole. Black hole is usually meant when you get the ball, it's not coming out. It's not black hole. It's Rodney is a walking turnover. He just, he can't handle the ball. It, it, he does it not. happen. Yeah. And, and he's supposed to be the central post. Watching Javon play the post, play the high post against man-to-man versus watching Rodney do it. It's it's just night and day. I'm going to say this. The difference is Lance Terry and Javon Franklin are back and healthy. Those uh, two yeah, guys, exactly. Lance Terry, uh, it took him a little – it took him a, a bit to get into it, and then I think he was hurt and hampered a bit and getting back to full strength. He is by far the best defensive perimeter player we have. He he is he is a almost lockdown defender, and he has found he well okay he is he's, our best perimeter defender. Good. Yeah, he is guarding people uh, much bigger, and and I mean he's he's just playing really well. And then the difference of Javon Franklin at full strength versus Rodney is just it's <laughs> it's a factor of five to ten. And I want to thank Rodney for being a good guy. I want to thank him for being a good student. I hope he does well with his tech degree. But he's done. He's done. I, yeah, he'll he'll probably transfer out at the end of the year if he does have that extra year of eligibility. Because I don't I don't see Passner letting him play at all next year. There's uh, he's got to hit the portal to get somebody. Yep. Because maybe Mecca develops. Maybe Markinov gets some minutes and Jalen Moore. You know, and and maybe he goes and finds somebody else. But he, this is going to be a lineup that needs to be able to run. And then Javon Franklin has, be, has been a rim defender in the last eight games. We've yeah. gotten our rim defender. And well, it's, it's been enough. Absolutely. So the, Georgia Tech currently sitting 13th. Sorry, go ahead. The, and the other thing I'll say about what's changed is we finally got to the back half of the schedule where we've been able to play some of the bottom half teams of the league. And that's, that, that matters. That does matter. Absolutely. Um, on that note, tech is currently sitting 13th in the ACC 13 and 17, five and 14 in the conference. They've got one more game 
against Boston College, who is sitting at 15 and 15 on the year, nine and 10 in the conference at number 10. Probably locked in that Tech will be in the 12 to 13 game on that first day of the ACC tournament. Uh, as of now, that will be Virginia Tech. There could be some movement there depending on what happens with Virginia Tech and Florida State. By the way, it is hilarious to me that uh, Florida State is 9-21, and 21, but because seven of those wins came in the ACC, they're above Virginia Tech, who is 16-13. and 13. So <laughs> seven-game win difference, but because you have an extra game in the conference, you can get a better seed. Yeah, you know, it's funny. People are saying the ACC is down and and we might only get four or five at most, maybe six invites to the tournament. Um, you don't think so? No, man. I You've got I, – I don't even know if Clemson will get it. And they're number four. Clemson has no good wins, and they've got way too many bad losses. They're going to have to win the ACC tournament for Clemson to get, to get it in. I think it's going to be interesting because I, I, and I'm incredibly biased as a tech alum, but it's going to be interesting. Last year, they only had five teams go in, but three of them made the elite eight. Now I'm not saying the same thing. I'm just saying there's, I, I think the bottom of our league is much better than the bottom of other leagues. I'll say that. Maybe we'll, we'll see what happens. I just know that, You've got Pitt, Miami, Virginia, Clemson, and Duke. UNC hasn't been nearly the um, nearly the number projected number one that they were at the beginning of the season. Uh, Syracuse hasn't been great. Florida State's had a horrible year. It, it's been it's been something. We'll see what happens. But and, Tech, and by, as of now, we'll be playing Virginia Tech. And by the way, let me say this one last note about Georgia Tech basketball. We now match last year's ACC win total with five. Yes. Yeah. So at worst, he is treaded water. And that was with our two great seniors who they were great seniors. Uh, You know, three seniors, you know, Khalid, Jordan and Mike DeVoe, all three seniors, senior laden team. They only won five games in the ACC. So. Yeah. Beat Boston College, you can finish with six wins. Eh, It's something with a sophomore team. We'll see. All right. Moving on, uh, let's talk briefly about women's basketball. The ACC tournament is actually starting, I believe, tomorrow. The uh, Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets finished the season, regular season, 13-16 and 16 overall, 4-14 and 14 in the ACC. So we had half-joked and half-said the, the women got out ahead of the men, getting to three and four wins, but the men have now overtaken the women and – have more ACC wins. So, uh, but the women will, they've, they've, uh, unfortunately going into the ACC tournament on a three game losing streak. They lost 80 to 66, uh, to FSU. Uh, they finished the season playing against Notre Dame, who's ranked number 10 and Virginia tech who's ranked number nine. They lost both of those games. They lost 76, 53 to Notre Dame and 65, 52 to Virginia tech. One piece of good news from women's basketball, uh, is uh, freshman uh, Tory, uh, Tony Morgan was named to the ACC All-Freshman Team, so kudos to her. Well-deserved. Uh, we are a young, rebuilding team after having a great tournament run last year. So they're young. They showed it in stretches, but there's some future, and all-ACC freshmen, first team, all-ACC freshmen, so kudos to them. 
Absolutely. Well, we've got some news on the tennis front, one of the um, better sports, apparently, at Georgia Tech, because every time we bring it up, they're winning and there's like some kind of nationally ranked person. Right now, the Georgia Tech women's tennis team is ranked number 19 in the ITA rankings. They opened up ACC play this past weekend and they went 2-0, and actually beat number 17 Notre Dame while then and then beat Louisville. So they are currently seven and two overall on the season. Um, they have three players also in the singles rankings, topped by number fourteen Carol Lee, who is currently seven and zero in dual matches. So doing uh, doing pretty good. We also have number forty Ky- Kylie Bil- Bilchev, who was two and zero to open league play, seven and one overall. And then uh, Mahawk Jane is number one hundred and eight. Um. Just to wrap it up, Georgia Tech is one of seven ACC schools in the top 25. Out of all of them, uh, they are they're the last uh, behind everybody else. <laughs> the ACC has five teams in the top five, and then 16 Syracuse. So Georgia Tech is in quite the impressive conference uh, wow. when it comes to women's tennis. Apparently, they all go to the southeast, and they all go to the ACC schools. Yes, well, coming up next on Friday, they will be traveling to face number four NC State. Uh, so they will have a chance to test their medal against another higher-ranked opponent than they faced this weekend. Uh, there, I did see a quick article on RamblinRec.com about the men's tennis team reaching the national rankings as a team, but it was like in the 60s. So, you know, keep climbing. They've keep got the top they, 25, and we'll talk. About well, the, and and what's funny is with with tennis, it's it's the depth of your team. Our top players, some of our top single, we have a singles player and a doubles team that's in the top 25. So you know they'll they'll keep climbing, and we'll talk about them. Uh, I'm sure later in the season. I wanted to focus a bit on track and field for just a second because the ACC tournament for track and field did just happen uh, and we want to shout out the jackets who won individually some of their events or at least placed in some of their events the we did have one ACC championship it was in the women's high jump it was Shanti Papacosta I be, I hope I'm pronouncing that right she won the high jump she is ranked third nationally and she did six feet, two and a quarter inches as her best jump. First jump was six feet. She she topped it going six, two and a quarter. So kudos to her. Also, we had two third place finishes. On the women's side, Shalea Harris finished third in the finals of the women's 60 meter hurdle. Joshua, you have a high school friend who competes nationally on the 60 meter hurdle shout out to wilson mclean the one and only i hope he's listening i really do hope he's listening but yeah he's a that's a borderline olympic caliber sprinter right there and so maybe he gets uh to be at an event uh and gets to meet shalea harris who finished third in the acc for us in the women's 60 meter hurdle also we had shouted him out earlier in the track and field season but jameer gibson finished third in the men's shot put joshua get this he threw 18.44 meters do you know what that works out to in feet yeah 
60 feet, 6 inches. <laughs> what a segue. So what a segue. Shout out to Jameer Gibson winning a bronze and giving us the perfect segue to talk about Georgia Tech baseball. Our final topic of the day, Georgia Tech baseball. Uh, we've talked about how they've been a pretty good um, team so far this year. They went into the weekend 4-0 for a weekend series against Tennessee Tech. And it's safe to say that so they came out of that 7-0. and uh, First game, they won 12-3. If there's anything this offense will do, it is score runs. So Jack DeLeo, who we talked about on this last episode, hit his fourth home run in that first game. Also, uh, the two-way superstar, Jackson Finley. Ladies and gentlemen, we might have a Shohei Otani on our hands. Uh, he went four for five as the designated hitter with four RBIs. And he would get into pitch um, a game later on. We'll get to that. But other notable performers, Angelo Despigna, two for four, hit his first home run in a Georgia Tech uniform. I believe Dawson it was a Brown. I believe it was a grand slam. It, it was something. He um he did have four RBIs. So there's yeah probably um Dawson Brown actually came back. He was the one that started that first game. Had a really rough outing. He pitched six innings, only gave up three earned runs with twelve strikeouts. So kudos to him. Great six innings of work that brought us to the Saturday game where Georgia Tech won ten to four. Again, this team scores runs. Starting pitcher didn't last very long, only lasted an inning and a third. But Aiden Finitary came in from the bullpen, gave four and two thirds innings of strong production. As for the offensive side, Despigna hit another home run, as did Stephen Reed and catcher Jack Rubenstein. Um, Jack DeLeo, two for four at the top of the lineup. So don't get it confused. He still hit well. He just didn't hit one out of the park. And now he's falling off. Um, yeah, solid game all around from them. And then that brought us, swept the series um, on that Sunday, 11-7. to So they actually gave them a chance there. Uh, four innings from Jackson Finley, five runs. None of them earned. So maybe not fully Shohei, but pretty close. Ended up, he's got a 1.0 ERA on the year, so it's still pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jack DeLeo had a double, also went two for four at the top of the lineup once again with three RBIs. Despigna hit another home run, so that made three and three days. Uh, Jackson Finley also hit a home run as the pitcher, hitting seventh in the order, which is incredible, sensational. And then the last game that we're going to cover happened today at uh, Tuesday. They played Long Island. Game had to be called off after seven innings because, get this, Georgia Tech scored 23 runs. They run 23 to 11. I believe it was a run rule or a mercy rule, or they called it for darkness. I don't know. But it, either I, way. I believe that's a that's a mercy rule after seven. Yeah, Long Island used eight pitchers. Uh, only two of them did not have earned runs, and those two guys worked an inning and uh, two-thirds combined. Jack DeLeo had, uh, was two for three at the top of the order. Believe it or not, he hit a double. Um, Despigna hit another home run, so that means four and four games. Stephen Reed wow. hit another one. Rubenstein hit another one. Jackson Finley hit three. Three. Now, in all fairness, Long Island is 0-7, so it's not like this is a great team, but still, 23 runs is 23 runs. Um, yeah, Georgia Tech did more of a bullpen game, got a lot of guys in. Uh, big worker was Jackson Vaughn at three innings. Didn't give up a run, had four strikeouts. But Luke Schmolke, Cody Carwile, and Drew Byers also worked. So uh, 
coming off a lot of information week. I know. I'm sorry, guys. No, that's all right. It baseball, you play many games in a week. And Georgia Tech had moved up last week. I believe we shouted out they were ranked 22nd. They've moved up to okay. number 16. Yes, they're number not 16 only in that, the nation now. Not only that, as far as collegiate baseball goes, so far the first two weeks of the college baseball season, their player of the week, Georgia Tech, has swept the the two well, weeks I'm, players of the week because this week it was co-players of the week. It was Dawson Brown for his six innings pitch and 12 strikeouts. And Angelo Despina or Despigna, I'm not sure how to say it, but three home runs, which he's now got a streak of four straight games with home runs. We'll keep you updated. He's also drawn seven walks, which I'm an an on-base junkie. I love that kind of stuff. So He's a a transfer from Mercer. I believe he's from Lawrenceville and Mm -hmm. started at Mercer and nice transfer pickup. So let's – Let's well, see how he does. If there's one thing that Tech has, they might have the best outfield in the ACC with Despigna, Jack DeLeo, and Stephen Reed. Uh, they Each guy has four home runs so far in the young season. Um, two guys are slugging 900. Stephen Reed slugging 781. They, it's, it's Stephen Reed, have, for himself, has kind of gotten off to a bit of a slow start. And then you got Jackson Finley hitting 579 and Jack Rubenstein hitting 500. The offense has been turbocharged so far. Well, we've got our topic set up for next week because it's a great start to the baseball team. Shout out to to all the guys. They're 7 and 0, best start since 2016, and now heading into this weekend, they have the big series we touched on it last week, but just to mention it again, big weekend series against the misspelled canines, you know. D-A-W-G-S. Yeah. So Friday in Athens. This and this is very interesting. This is very I love that they're doing this. So they play Friday in Athens. They play Saturday at Russ Chandler at, at Tech Field. And then they play Sunday at Cool Ray Field in Gwinnett County, where the AAA stripers play. So there are there are still some tickets available for the Cool Ray game. I believe there are still some tickets available for the game at Tech uh, on campus uh, for for Saturday. Saturday's game, I believe, is at two. Sunday's at three o'clock. So you can go to ramblerec.com and and get tickets. You can also just search UGA versus Georgia Tech baseball and find tickets. So it should be a it should be a good early season matchup to see how good this team could be and a good chance to put Georgia in their place in baseball. Let them know. They also play Kennesaw State on Wednesday. So they, they're they attempting to basically run the table and just prove they own the state. Because they already dispatched of Georgia Southern. The only team that would be left after them in UGA is Georgia State. I don't know if Georgia State has a baseball team, do they? If they do, I don't think they're relevant. So they can always come down to Valdosta and take on the Blazers. I'm waiting for the cricket noise to to be inserted into this Mm. show. Yeah. So well done to the baseball program. Well done to the basketball program showing that, you know, like you said, to start the show, Pastner has not lost the locker room. Uh, There's playing with pride, trying to get better, believe in yourselves. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. 
this is a young team. It's a young basketball team. It's a young baseball team. So it's going to be a long baseball season. We'll be talking about it all the way, but couldn't get off to a better start than seven and zero. And let's run this state, at least when it comes to baseball. So we have come to the end of most, if not all, of the sports topics. I'm sure there's a story we missed. We encourage you to go to ramblinrec.com. For all your Georgia Tech athletic news, you can also do what we do and search other websites and get other information. But that's why we have this show. So we want to thank you for joining us. And Joshua, is there anything I left out? Is there anything you would like to add? Uh, This is your chance to critique me uh, in how I'm guiding the ship at this point. The only thing you missed was you, you forgot to ask the viewers a very important question that they, they need to answer to themselves wherever they're watching, either in their heads, out loud, screaming from the rooftops. And it's a simple question. What's the good word? Woo, woo, woo. You know it. You know it.